The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA Powder of Coast by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us, follow us. We truly appreciate you checking us out. In the house today, E, the community voice. That's right. We're excited today because we have the incomparable Miss Bonita Gooch in the house. Comparable. How's it going? I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, so, here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Oh, boy. I am owner and editor-in-chief, which is my job position, of the Community Voice newspaper, which is a now 28-year-old publication. Wow. Yeah, yeah, 28. And I've been doing 26 of those. So that means I'm not a young woman anymore. <laughs> but uh, I've been, uh, but it's a, a publication serving. We started off Wichita's African American community, expanded into Kansas's African American community, and for five years now have now been part of Kansas City's African American community as well. Wonderful. So you serve the state of Kansas pretty much. Correct. The eastern part? Well, you know what? I really would love to say we do a better job of serving the western side. And that's a 2023 objective. We've got to do more to reach that community. I, I really mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm just disappointed that that Garden City liberal dot city area is not more connected to our eastern part of the state. And and that's really something I like to see how we can do a better job of in 2023. I love that. So you hear you've heard it here first on the podcast that the Western region will be solved by Miss Benita Gooch in 2023. <laughs> and, and, not just, wow. and not just me. There's so many other organizations I want to take with me. I've been talking to like the state NAACP, the Kansas African American Affairs Commission, the ACLU. A lot of these organizations are not connecting out there in Western Kansas. This is a really East-West divided state. And we really, we really do, I think, as Easterners, all of us need to do a better mm-hmm. job of connecting with a Western part of our community, of our state. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the the publication itself. So you've been with the publication for 26 years. Mm-hmm. It's been alive for 28 years. Mm-hmm. What is it that the publication does? What do you? What is the Community Voice? Well, the Community Voice originally was just 
a regular old newspaper, but anymore, there's no such thing as a regular old newspaper anymore. You have to be a multi-platform publication, which mm-hmm. is what we are. So we are, uh, we used to uh, depend heavily on our print publication, but we lead now with our digital, which is our website at communityvoiceks.com. I'll repeat that, communityvoiceks.com. And then we also have our social media and our newsletters, which are also a very much part of us. But our, our focus is the African-American community. And we're the only publication in the state of Kansas that has a focus on that community. That is wonderful. So what are some of the types of things that this publication, how does it differ from some of the other publications that we see? Now, I'm asked that a lot. And I tell people that, you know, the things we cover are are very much the same news and information as other uh, publications. We cover uh, and because the interests of the African-American communities are very much the same. You know, we cover state news, we cover local news, we cover health, we cover arts and culture, we cover education, we cover business and finance, all of those kind of things. But our mm-hmm. objective is to cover those things with our community's interest at, at, as the focusing point and from their perspective. So I will always tell our reporters, if we go to something and the story is exactly the same, it might just be exactly the same. But we need to make sure that we're understanding that we're reporting that from our community's perspective. Maybe this perspective isn't different on that issue, but where it is, we always want to make sure that that's how we're reporting things. So our community understands that we're reporting this with their interest in mind. Mm-hmm. Why is mm-hmm. this important to this community? And this is why. Right. And and so, you know, I'll read an article in another publication and it won't look quite the same as the article in our publication because what's important to us about the issue may be totally different. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. And and I, I thank you for explaining that because uh, a lot of people do ask that question, right? They want to understand how is it different? If it's the story, it's the story, it's the story, right? But it isn't. It isn't. <laughs> it, isn't. it isn't. And, you know, because what's important, I, I just see it time and time and time again. I mean, obviously in 20 something years, it's just, you know, the, the important factor. Uh, I, I'll, I'll bring up one incident. This was years and years ago, but I, I kept it as an example for a number of years. An article we wrote on a, on a, on the school bond issue. That mm-hmm. was, I don't remember, that's when Winston Brooks was the, the superintendent and what the Eagle wrote about that bond issue. And what it was to our community at that point was, yes, we we're going to get more schools and we were going to get air conditioning in schools and we were going to get some safe rooms in schools, if I remember. But the important issue out of that for our community is that we were going to return to some neighborhood schools. Mm. I. But that was not at all in their story. That was the most important thing to our community. So so again, just a little bit different. What is important to us? Let's make sure we pick that up and elevate that in the story. 
Yeah, I love that. You guys, you, I mean, this publication is so great and it's diverse in the fact that, like you said, it does education, it does business, it does, you know, all sorts of things. And in fact, I think that you guys do a community standout, a, a corporate standout section as well. Is that correct? Yeah, we do. Now, have we done that in a while? I don't, we haven't done that one in a while. We need to bring that one back. We need some sponsorships. <laughs> but <laughs> as she looks at Don, directly at him. No, couple years we did women, a uh, corporate, we did women in, women in business. We did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we haven't done the corporate standouts in a year, in a couple of years. We need to bring that back. We, I mean, we were focusing on African American corporate standouts. And sad to say, we were running out of people. Mm. And yeah, that was the problem. That's why we stopped. But, you know, I'm really impressed with this new group of young people that are coming in. And it it is probably yes. time for us to bring that back. But for a while there, we were just like, there are no more corporate standouts. And that's, that's a sad reflection on our community. But uh, that, you know, we could go through most of them in three or four years. But I mean, uh, I'm glad to say, I think there's a, a new breed in there and I'm, and it's time to bring that back. So thank you for bringing that to my attention, Ebony. Uh, yeah, anytime. I'll, um, you know, I charge for my services. Usually, but, you know, this <laughs> no, uh, but no, in all seriousness, now I'm going to turn it over to Don here in a second, but just let's get some background on you. So I can't. Do you actually? Was your interest always in uh, journalism? Was that your background? Well, I'll tell you. I was a high school newspaper journalist, and I went on to. And actually, uh, a lot of people don't know. I worked for the African American newspaper that was at the time I was in high school. That was in Wichita, the Wichita Times. I worked for them, mm. the high school students. And it was, okay. uh, it was owned by Jack Hudson and Jack and I still keep in, in touch. Uh, I haven't heard from him in a little bit, but we do keep in touch. I think his health may not be that well. But um, but then I went on to KU and I did major in journalism, but I never did anything with it. I went on and mm. got a master's degree in public administration and in city management and went to work for cities. And I think I worked maybe for five different cities before I decided I was going to become an entrepreneur and somehow my entrepreneurial path led me back to Wichita and to the community voice. And again, uh, that was uh, at the encouragement of my father who insisted, uh, and I always like to give credit to Billy McRae, uh, former county commissioner and former state senator Billy McRae and his wife, Yvette, who founded the community voice those couple years before I got involved. And um, and shortly after uh, they founded the publication, I guess maybe a year or so, Yvette died. And I guess Billy's interest kind of just kind of, I want to slow down. And I was just moving back to Wichita after being gone for 20 plus years and, uh, and didn't really know what I was going to do. I just knew I was coming back to be with family and a little bit closer to home. And dad says, yeah, you need to buy this newspaper. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> not sure. <laughs> and um, and he kept saying, "What well, if you?" And the joke was always that he said, "If if we bought the newspaper or I bought the newspaper, he would help." 
And it was always a joke was, yeah, you still haven't helped yet. <laughs> <laughs> still waiting. Yeah. Still waiting. Well, obviously we're past that since the rip is now, you know, one year past. But uh, mm-hmm. but he did, his job always was, even until he got so sick that he really could, well, really what stopped him from coming to the office every day was COVID. And that's what kind of slowed him down. But he came to the office every day and his job was to sit and wait on the mailman. And then when the mailman <laughs> came, if there was some money, he took it to the bank, which is a real important job, getting that money. In the bank. <laughs> so that right, was his right. job for for years. It was great. He'd come every day. It gave him, especially after Aww. he retired, he came down every day. Okay. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So a degree in journalism then at uh, KU, she said. Well, I ignored that and didn't want to bring that <laughs> oh, up again, as you we, can see. Uh, we have a fight between what KU, K State, WSU, K State. K State, K State. That's okay. You know. Congratulations it, on your um, big Big oh, Twelve championship. Yeah. 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 Thank you. That's cool. Alabama. Ooh. Yeah, I know it. We're gonna win. Okay. I'm with you. (laughs) All right. Thank you for that support. (laughs) But so, you know, a degree in journalism, then moved away, had various degrees with city administrations and said, hey, I'm coming back home. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to hear the route of entrepreneurs because, you know, it's not something that a lot of people initially have on their minds. Sometimes it falls into your lap and that falling into your lap and the encouragement of your your father, Mm -hmm. say you can do this, has now turned into a 26 year uh, career mm-hmm. in which now you, it's not just you, but you have an entire staff. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, can you talk to us about what, what that looks like? Who are the type of people that you are looking to hire? Cause I know we have young graduates or those persons who are still in school right now. How do you, how do you reach out to them? Are you needing interns? Like what, what are, can you talk to us about that? Well, we need people. <laughs> we really do. And, and I, I'm sure a lot of other people, entrepreneurs and business owners, will tell you right now that, you know, hiring is kind of tough. But definitely we're looking to hire more reporters. Uh, as And so we're looking for people straight out of school. We have one immediate opening right now in Kansas City area. We're hoping that with some funding that we're hoping to secure, we'll be looking for one or two more um, in the spring. And then we're part of a program called Report for America, which mm. is a really cool program. And, uh, you know, a lot, some organizations have decided that newspapers and local newspapers and local news sources are worth saving. And they're helping to invest in trying to save us. And one of those programs is uh, Report for America, which is uh, happened to put uh, reporters in local newspapers. And so they've come up with some funding to help do that. And it's uh, been just a really great kind of program like Teach for America, where people get okay. out of school uh, for that, that kind of program. So we're, we have two reporter positions out of Report for America. And so uh, that will be uh, our new crew for Report for America will come on board in June. So we're looking for, but they have to reply, they have to apply through Report for America. But in addition to reporters, um, we were one of the things that, um, again, as you continue to want to grow your business, I realized and I knew I had to have, and it just took me a while to be able to be in a position to do that, was to add a full-time administrator uh, to our organization. So um, that, that role was basically called the publisher 
of the organization. They handle all of the business side of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to, a little over a year ago, about a year and a half ago, finally add a full-time administrator to our, our, our to our staff. And I was lucky to take advantage of a lot of downsizing that was going on in mm-hmm. the news business and COVID combined to get a really great individual that I knew who used to work for the Wichita Eagle. And I would have loved to have had him 10 or 12 years ago, but we didn't have the money. And so I'm so glad he's on board and he's helping to help steer the growth of our organization. So it's just, it just has to have that. You, you can't be in so entrenched in your business and try to grow your business. And so that's something that I'm, I'm glad to add. And then we have, uh, in addition to that, um, uh, office manager um, and we have uh, sales staff. But, you know, a lot of our work, too, we started outsourcing like we have a, a distribution company that distributes the paper. And we also have outsourced our design. And of course, uh, we don't print. Having a printing press is really inexpensive. Something. Mm. There's not a mm-hmm. lot of yeah, I bet. newspaper printing presses, even in the whole state of Kansas. So we outsource our printing. Our graphic design uh, staff is outsourced now. And so, I mean, that's just kind of the, the efficiency of scales. So the majority of your readers, uh, is it moving mostly online? Because like, I don't, I'm trying to remember, like, so my mom still gets the physical, right? She needs that physical copy. Mm -hmm. But for me, everything is so, is digital. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have people, we would really like to pull people online, but you have those people who just won't give up their print. print. And I will still say, you know, there's still two really strong audiences. There really is. There are people who will not give up their paper and we still move a lot of paper. But, you know, paper is expensive, but we also do real well on digital. So, uh, you know, that's and that was kind of one of those things that newspapers had to realize. You know, I remember when that when internet first came along and all of this newspaper was that old stuff, that's never going to happen. You know, people yeah. are never <laughs> going to give up their newspapers, you know, and we realized real quickly we needed to jump on board. And so, you know, we really consider ourselves a digital first publication. It used to be, and I'll tell you what really made us change was COVID. Mm-hmm. At, when COVID happened, first of all, everybody wasn't going out to pick up newspapers. But the other part was everybody wanted news like this. I mean, they wanted it now. Things were changing so rapidly every day. Something was different with this as we discovered what COVID was and what it was happening. And it became a really strong 24-7 news cycle, even for us. And so we couldn't depend on, and by the way, we are printed bi-weekly every two weeks. We couldn't wait two weeks. Everything was old. So we had to start putting things to the internet quickly. And so Mm -hmm. that was just, I can, we can almost divide our life before COVID and after COVID. And, um, and so we really started pushing much more to digital. And so now we're to the point of considering what we consider digital first used to be, oh, we'll save everything and put it in the newspaper and then we'll right. put it on the internet. No, everything goes to the, goes digital first. And then yeah. I tell people, if you only read the newspaper, you're missing probably half of what we write because we're, we're right. updating our, our website daily. 
with stories. And then, but when it comes down to the newspaper, a lot of that never makes it. So if you're not reading uh, uh, or following us online, you're missing a lot. So my last question before I turn it over to Don and he has this next half is, so, you know, you said reading online, how can uh, people find you, Benita? Like where, where are you on Instagram, Facebook? What, how do we find you digitally? And don't ask me all of the addresses because I don't know them, but we are, <laughs> we are on Facebook for sure. And I know that's the community voice with the okay. in front of it on Facebook. And then we're, uh, on uh, Twitter, and I think we have C Voice KS or at C Voice okay. KS. And I'm not going to start to tell you what we are on Instagram. Okay, we are no worries. On all three of those. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, and so, what the main website, communityvoiceks.com. And we did just roll out a brand new website this summer, which is, I think, really much uh, nicer and easier for the use of our uh, our readers and allows us a lot more flexibility. So we're really excited about our, our new website that launched in, I think, about late August. Perfect. Thank you. Don? Excellent. Benita, you've been in business 26 years, I believe. Mm-hmm. How do you define success, and are you there? No, we're not there. <laughs> You know, obviously, turning a profit would be really good and a good, strong profit and some reserves and a sustainable model. Uh, you know, the problem with you know, newspapers is it's every year you, you're selling your, your ads over and over again. And so, um, you know, we, we need to one diverse. We're really working hard on diversifying our revenue sources. So uh, I know for up again, prior to COVID and even prior to uh, and let me give a shout out to our our publisher, Kurt Oswald, before Kurt uh, joined, we were just pretty much giving away our digital. And it was just kind of like, okay, well, that's just an extra. But now we really understand that digital is a strength of ours and we are charging for our digital. And, you know, and then we're looking for other ways to diversify our revenue. We're looking to, for adding events. We're adding uh, more advertising through our news, uh, through our newsletters, which are really going strong for us. So, yeah, it's continuing to look at uh, creative ways to grow our publication. And, uh, and, and, and I would say revenue, yes, more revenue, but more diverse revenue so that we're not so dependent on one source would be a much more successful model for us. Excellent. Mm-hmm. E? I, so I guess my question is, you know, we're, we're here on the podcast, we're talking to uh, small business owners. How, what can small business owners in the Wichita community or in Kansas as they are listening, how can they support the community voice? What do you? Well, of course they can advertise. That would be a good Okay, one. advertising. That be a, that's, that's it, you know. Uh, uh, partner with us. We're, we're, we're often looking for ways to collaborate and partner with organizations on things. We're, we're working on building our our schedule for content and events for next year. And it, I'd love mm-hmm. to see how, where we have common grounds, we can work with organizations in the community. Uh, but uh, those, I mean, other than that, you know, those are our main sources right now, advertising, although it's in different models, uh, print and digital and newsletter. Uh, but also, it, uh, we really want to work, again, now that we're really past 
man, we're not past it, but we're a little bit further past COVID than we were uh, to really start to bring uh, 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 events into our equation. Well, that's awesome. I just, you know, I appreciate you sharing that because as we all know, a number of businesses are trying to find ways to find new avenues for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I just see this uh, publication as one of the ways in which it can be incorporated. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to really touch on that and show the advantages and the the widespread of uh, of distribution areas that, that the community voice hits. Yeah, and I, I will tell you, even though um, our primary targeted area uh, audience, I'm sorry, is the African-American community. We have a very, very diverse readership, (laughs) very diverse readership. And it's amazing the people who continue to tell us that uh, I I run across who read the community voice. The other thing we do have is a membership model where people can just make donations or become a member. And we have a lot of uh, members who are not African-American. And, uh, but the people who read the community voice tell me, well, if I hadn't read your newspaper, I wouldn't have known that. You know, yeah, and, and yeah. I, over and over again, they tell me that's why they read the community voice because they read things in the community voice that they would not read anywhere else. And it is mm-hmm. not in the other publications. So uh, yeah, I, we do have a really diverse readership. And, uh, and another way to, uh, is, is uh, I guess, sponsorships, not just collaborations, but sponsorships. You know, maybe we can, uh, for businesses support us, uh, sponsor content, you know, uh, around different things that are important to an audience. You know, so, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's around health or maybe it's around business. Maybe it's around law that we can partnership on content from a business perspective also. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. Speaking of sponsors, you better do a break or we're going to get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think we better hear a word from our sponsors. (laughs) So we'll hear from them and we'll be back. At Evergy, seeing energy differently starts with thinking differently about its impact and then committing to doing better every day. As we continue to expand our investment in renewable resources, capturing more wind, gathering more sunshine, we're able to generate power that's cleaner and provide it to you more affordably. Reliable, sustainable, affordable energy that puts you first. That's everything to us. Evergy, the utility company. At Coke, our Wichita roots run deep. As part of this community, we strive to build strong partnerships with local organizations and create opportunities for our hometown businesses and entrepreneurs. From teaching kids STEM to supporting community resources and funding grants for local educators, we're proud to support Wichita and the amazing work happening throughout our city. Interested in learning more? See how we do it at cokeict.com. That's K-O-C-H-I-C-T dot com. Welcome back, friends. We're here with the Community Voice. We're here with our good friend, Miss Benita Gooch, talking about the journey um, and voyage of uh, this wonderful publication that serves Kansas. So, Miss Benita, this is 2023 is an exciting new year. It's fresh, and we're here at the beginning of the year, but we are in a very special month, Black History Month. Let's talk about the publication and then what we're uh, getting for Black History Month, well, our we, celebration. We love Black History Month. We really, uh, gosh, I wish I could remember exactly how many years we've done our special Black History section. Probably we might be about year 
15 maybe on that one. You know, and we started it off because I just, you know, we, we were having a hard time getting some sponsorships. And shout out to Evergy, who's been a very big sponsor that over years, over years is, you know, but I was just determined we just had to do it. And so we do a special uh, insert called the Reflector. And it was named mm-hmm. the Reflector because there used to be a African-American newspaper in Wichita called the Reflector. And it was reflective. So it made sense. But um, we we really do a really great dig into Black history stories. And I tell people, this is not your Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks uh, right. kind of stuff. We really mm-hmm. look for stories that have not been covered or or, or, mm-hmm. or you would just really, you're everybody's going to get something and learn something from our Black history section. It's usually about a 12 to 16 page supplement. We try to make sure we cover maybe some national stories and international stories, even some years. But we also cover state level stories and local stories about African-American community. And so I know um, last year we, we did the cover story. And again, it's a Kansas City story, but boy, did he get a lot of coverage, boy. And then we did the Black Mafia of Kansas City. That mm-hmm. was a, everybody just was right floored by that story. But we, we did the research and found the story of, because I guess there was a TV show that Chris Rock was in that he, it was about the Black Mafia of Kansas City. And everybody was wondering, was there really ever a Black Mafia in Kansas City? And were these real characters? So we did the research and came up with a really cool story on the uh, the Black Mafia, Kansas City. But we, I can't even remember. We've been doing it for so many years, all the different people that we've covered yeah. and all the great stories that we come up with. And uh, and we, we work hard on it. I mean, we go to the archives and do research and we just and we start very early on it, come up with some really good stories. So if you get an opportunity, try to pick up really both of our issues in February, because they're usually, even if beyond Reflector, we try to do some Black history stories. Uh, and check us out online, too, because we do a lot of Black history facts online in February. So That's fun. Mm-hmm. I always look forward to that uh, time of year, this time of year. And actually, then Fe- another thing we do in February, we always do our love couples. That's another Yes. <laughs> that one's the one people like, too, just reading about uh uh, the couples and different couples. So just different things. That's for, that's for our Valentine's. But I just really, uh, we, we put a lot of effort into our black history piece and, and uh, it's, it's worth reading and worth saving. It really is. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Very last question for me. And then we're going to go into some fun times. So mentorship, you know, you've talked about Billy McRae, you've talked about, you know, your father, how have mentors uh, helped shape you and help uh, keep you in this on this journey? Mm-hmm. And how important is it to have uh, mentors? Well, you know, I do like to give, I gave a shout out a little earlier to Jack Hudson, who started me in this mm-hmm. uh, when I was in high school with the Wichita Times. And again, he has just been so encouraging over the years. And he's just so very proud of me and just encouraging. I want to give him a credit. <laughs> nice. I give him uh, a shout out. But dad was too. He helped me when, you know, I needed some really tough uh, choices and helped me make some wise choices that otherwise mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had, I would not have made. You know, we used to publish the paper at the base, which was Tanker Times. And when we were doing real well with Tanker Times and had this contract with Tanker to do the base paper, 
And I said, well, God damn, we're making money with the Tanker Times and this community voice thing is not making us any money. And he said, always keep your own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those contracts will go away. You keep your own. And we keep yeah. it. And sure enough, <laughs> about 10 years in, they decided to discontinue the print publications. And so we at least had something to fall back on. So and so that was, you know, one of those just wise things, Um, you know, but now I will say that uh, we're um, gotten gotten involved with a number of uh, supportive type organizations that are working with black newspapers. Uh, One of Mm -hmm. them that we just recently got involved with is this cohort we call we're one of eight newspapers black newspapers that uh, a Knight Foundation funded uh, project called Bloom Lab is working on. And I'm really excited about working with them. They're really helping us with our technology and just growing revenue. And so they, you know, again, it's great to get advice from people in your industry. You know, some kind of times advice is kind of generic, but this is very specific advice. And we've been selected to be in this as a two-year program. So we're really excited about it and just got started with that in November. Well, that's good to hear. And I, I, I'm very excited about the new partnerships and ways in which businesses are collaborating with uh, Black-owned businesses to ensure that they have the tools and resources necessary to to stay alive and really compete and, and be as competitive as they can be, mm-hmm. um, you know, because when there's a will and a way, but you definitely need those resources. Mm-hmm. Without the resources, right. it makes it yep. difficult. Yes. And it is it's wonderful. Again, we've had a lot of uh, people come through here that I'm really pleased uh, since about when COVID started that have really wanting to work with newspapers and work particularly with uh, African-American newspapers. So it's been a pleasure, you know, because I tell you, again, the switch from before 2020 and after 2020 has really been really a big change in in our life. Because, I mean, up until that point, if you had asked me, I was probably sitting around doing the woe, it's me. (laughs) What am I going to do? Oh my, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then I got out there and another one, hats off to the uh, Wichita Community Foundation. Yes. Shelly Pritchard. Shelly Pritchard. They have invested some in supporting uh, local media as well. Yes. And I really appreciate that. And they're uh, helping to fund the Wichita Journalism Collaborative but a part mm-hmm. of that is they have helped take me to a couple of conferences. And I tell you, I, I will tell them every time I was sitting around like, I don't know what I'm going to do because we didn't have money to go to conferences and things. And they took me to right. a conference and I'm like, oh, my, this is what people are doing. I mean, it mm-hmm. opened my eyes to changes in the industry that we weren't really exposed to. And I thank them over and over again for just, you know, getting me out there and and getting me getting my my eyes opened to what was the possibility. Yeah. So thank exposure. Hats yeah. Hats off to the Wichita Community Foundation for that support and their support of local journalism. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. That's a real great testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shelly Pritchard, uh, she's doing great things over there. I'd be amiss, Benita, if I didn't give a shout out to your dad. I mean, yeah. Rip, <laughs> so cool, but so accomplished. Yeah. I mean, oh he was just... Oh, my. He was. Wow. He's an inspiration still. Yeah. So big time shout out to him. So let's uh, talk about what's next 
at the Community Voice. What's next on the frontier? You've been around 26 years. Mm -hmm. What's next? Well, we're really focusing heavily on growing our, our Kansas City market. I mean, okay. yeah, you know, when you start talking about African-Americans and, and that's our target audience, I mean, we just needed to go find a bigger pond. I mean, quite honestly, mm -hmm. Wichita has about 45,000 African-Americans right. compared to about 250,000 African-Americans in the Kansas City metro area. Correct. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was just we we really looked at and felt like compared to other cities and what they were doing with circulation uh, based on their market size, we had really reached what we could do. I mean, we were we right. were we weren't going to grow anymore in Wichita. And we looked at the Kansas City market and kind of felt like and, and and I think most people agree it was very much underserved. And mm -hmm. so we've come into this market and have just been received very well. People appreciate nice. our publication and uh, we're just going to continue to see. Uh, and, and thanks to that, we more than obviously doubled our print circulation, but and probably could have done more, except for we really are pushing more towards our digital and trying not digital. to. Yeah. 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 If you make papers too available, then maybe they won't go online and we really want to encourage our online growth. So that would be it. Our online growth, our newsletter growth, our event growth. Um, and uh, we're, we're really excited about uh, uh, this new year. Uh, we're looking at joining and, and being a part of a Kansas, the Wichita Journalism Collaborative. We've been approached about being a part of a Kansas City uh, Journalism Collaborative. Uh, that we like to be a part of too. So uh, that's something we're really excited about for uh, 2023 as well. So it's, we're, we're feeling really great about the year. I, I just, we really are. And it, with this Bloom Lab support of, you know, working through some of the processes and things that we, you know, fundamentally did not have in place that we knew we needed, we just felt like it's going to be a really good year. Excellent. Excellent. Look like you on a great track to do great things up there in KC. Mm -hmm. So I think it's time to have some fun. You've dealt with Ebony long enough. Okay. She's loved every minute. No, <laughs> she hadn't said that. So, <laughs> and I'm not trying to give her a chance to, uh, we're going to do some, uh, word association, Benita. I'll give you one word. You give me one word back okay. Okay. and it's not wrong. Cause it's your word, right? Okay, right. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Right. I'll be, I'll be, okay. Come on, let's go. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> leader. Oh boy. Follower. Somebody's got to follow. Correct. <laughs> Success. Free time. <laughs> nice college. KU. Oh, boom. <laughs> I was waiting for that all show. <laughs> Just for Ebony's benefit. Uh failure. Never. Entrepreneur. That's a good one. I can't think of so many words I'd want to say. Fun. Nice. Wichita. Home. Vacation. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> Hero. Rip Gooch. Of course. Mm -hmm. Wichita Chamber. John Rolfe. <laughs> okay. Family? Love them. Fun? Oh, boy. 
I like to have fun. Um, <laughs> it's hard to choose one. I have a lot of fun things on my list, but um, fun dancing. Ooh. Oh, are we two-stepping or line step? Oh, I gotta learn to two-step. I used to know how to two-step, <laughs> but I, I, they changed up two-stepping. They changed so up? Have. And I'm gonna have to go take a class, but oh boy, you gotta come to Kansas City and two-step. You got to. Yeah, KC two-steps oh, off the chain. Oh, yeah, I love it. Oh, okay, it's, it's a beautiful just, thing. But I gotta get a partner. That's the other part of two-stepping. You gotta have a partner. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Last but not least, mm -hmm. and you got to tell the truth about this one, beverage. <laughs> and there's a giggle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She, she ain't going to say what water. she should be saying. Okay. Water. She said water. <laughs> water with a mix of. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with water. Oh, yeah, we're gonna, I'm, I'm holding strong to water, okay? Okay. That's it. All right. Well, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Excellent. Thank you, Benita. Good to see you. Yes. Thank you for coming on. Okay. Thank you guys again for having me. I appreciate it. Well, friends, we've come to the end of today's segment. If you would, please like us and share us. Make sure you share the segment with those who you think will find value in this. And we hope to hear from you soon. Let us know who you'd like to hear from next. Till next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T -T at wichitachamber.org.